0: multiple strains of income. We hear about it and see references to it all the time. But what does it really mean? Do you really need them? And better yet, how do you get them?
1: Join us on this journey as we become stream chasers through raw transparent discussions on everyday business happenings and have deep dive conversations with entrepreneurs and other stream chasers that are straight up doing it.
0: Get your pen, phone, or notepad, whatever it is, grab it and lock in. It's payday.
1: I'm getting paid to learn how to run a business. I to do things when I want and how I want and get paid more for of some office job. Oh, so you are after something. And what's that? Freedom.
0: Thank you for joining us on another episode of Stream Chasers. We're going to switch it up a little bit today. You know, typically we have a special guest come in. Uh, dive in on some interviews, some business chats, uh, different topics. But today we're going to let you really get a chance to get to know your host of the Stream Chasers podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, on the first episode, we kind of dove in a little bit, mm-hmm. gave you just a little bit of background about us, but we never really got a chance to let you know about us. So today we're going to give you a lot of that information just so you can truly know Who's the originators behind the Stream Chasers podcast?
1: Originators. That's an interesting <laughs> term. Because I would not i would not call myself an originator. I'd say that Kalen is the originator. I'm in the passenger seat. I'm strapped in for the ride. But he <laughs> is driving this boat, okay? I'm just here.
0: I uh, would say that's not true. <laughs> because even though it may have been my idea mm-hmm. where I came to Candace, uh, teamwork is everything.
1: It does make the dream work.
0: It does make the dream work, and one person can't do it all. One person can do it all, but you will severely be tired, stressed <laughs> out, and especially both of us because we both have families. Come on. Um. So, like I said, don't go at it alone if you don't have to.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. So, like Caitlin said, he called me. I was about eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was a whole whale um and he was like so I had a thought and I was like sure Kayla, I mean what's, what's <laughs> going on I should add that we know each other because I went to school I went to college with Kaylin's wife Mickey um and so I was like so what's happened you got a thought and he was like so about this podcast I was thinking and I was like podcast and at first I wasn't at first I was like okay I mean I got a radio friendly voice I could do podcasts. podcast I got and he told me what his thought was about business resources and all that kind of stuff for the good people for people who um are like us and are chasing multiple streams of income because one thing we know about each other is that um through other ventures and other things that we've talked about that we are both stream chasers at the end of the day mm-hmm. um but then he said I want to put it on video <laughs>
0: And, gotta do video
1: and i was like i almost backed out immediately like you know what it this was a great conversation but i don't think that i'm your girl because video is not for me i mean even now when he sends me like little clips of the videos to post to instagram i'll be looking at the faces that I'm, i i'm like man sis gotta do better but anyway
0: oh speaking of the faces no you have to see it when i edit it oh my god because i can make it in slow mo and some oh. of the facial expressions are hilarious.
1: <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Cause I'll be trying to choose like a little cover photo. And I'm like, this is, this is terrible. <laughs> the options are not good. Oh my God. So I'm going to try to be better about my face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we might put some of those out there just as like a little bloopers reel for both of us. Cause we both be making some yeah uh, serious, funny faces uh, that, that straight face.
1: Yeah. will it's, get you every time. Know that what you see is edited. <laughs> but, um, and edited by the man himself. But stream chasers is, um, I would say, Kaylin's brainchild. But I am more than happy to be along for the ride because um, we do have families that we support through our nine to fives, mm-hmm. through our side gigs, as I like to call them. Um, and I've learned a lot through my journey being a stream chaser. I've my um, my business, Pretty Prince, et etc. I've been doing since two. Two thousand thirteen. Oh wow. 13, That's a like, long time. Yeah, I got married in fourteen. So twenty fourteen. Um, it had been a long time. And so in that was that seven years now, I have learned a lot. And so when he called about doing the podcast, I said, I am more than happy to share what I've learned, to interview other folks, to learn some more, because I have a lot of other things that I'm interested in that I want to put pen to paper on and start making some steps in. So this is a way that not only are you guys learning, but I'm learning too. So
0: No, just to piggyback off of what Candace was saying. So when I first had the thought of the Stream Chasers podcast, um, several of my friends know that I love talking about business. Whether it's their business, my business ideas, or just whatever's going on in the world, so I started thinking, like, how cool would it be to have my own? Mm-hmm. And this was actually a thought three or four years ago. Wow. Um, but I was loafing, you know, other things <laughs> just come up, and it's like, oh well, maybe one day, mm-hmm. maybe one day, until that one day comes, and it's like, all right, I'm doing it, you Time know, to do it. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta proceed with it. But then also. Like Candace was saying, I don't know everything. I probably only know a little bit. Granted, I feel like I know some stuff, but it's not enough. Right. And through some of the interviews that we've had, I'm learning so much. Me too. And and of course, we want to provide, you know, good information for all of our listeners. But like Candace said, we also are trying to learn stuff. And so we can apply it to our lives Mm -hmm. because we're all trying to become that stream chaser and a successful stream chaser right so that was the whole concept behind creating this podcast creating this show creating this whole platform um just for an outlet for all of us to kind of connect learn from grow from and then share it with your friends you you know because even some of our parents mm-hmm. um well many of our parents Grew up with the whole concept of get a job, get that government job, get that good government. work the nine to five, which is nothing wrong. I'm not knocking that. Mm-hmm. But as we see a lot of your uh, Generation Y, your millennials, um, you mm-hmm. see people becoming YouTube stars, they're not going the traditional route. Mm-hmm. And it's not that our parents don't believe in us, they just haven't become. Uh, hip to it basically like no this is a real thing and maybe you should look into it Mm -hmm. so granted a lot of our listeners are our peers around the same age as us but we want you to be able to take some of that information and Mm -hmm. you know share it with your your mom your dad some of your older aunts and uncles because it's never too late
1: no i'm happy to say my mom is now stream chaser you know she got her little Mm. uh i say little but it could be big actually Actually, it is on the way to being quite large. As I say, little, I was thinking about like, wait a minute, not so little date of mind. But anyway, (laughs) um, you know, she's got her her side gig and she's doing her thing. And I'm I'm happy to say that because you are right. Like um, there's a generational curve in that knowledge, in that in that thought process. Mm. Now, you know, the pension situation is not a thing anymore. Social security is about to not be a thing anymore, Mm. and so if you want to do well by your family, by yourself, by your family, um, you gonna have to chase that yourself. You're gonna have to get it how you live it, as the young folks say, uh, yourself. So, what does that mean to you? How do you do that? What's the next steps to making that happen? It's all kind of what we unearth here.
0: Mm -hmm. Nah, so that's that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just in the whole what we think was guaranteed. may no longer be guaranteed and we just saw that a couple years ago um in the federal government when it was that big um shutdown oh yeah and what i think people were shut down or or furloughed for what like two months or so yeah yeah and these people who had these government jobs that you know they always say oh i got the stable i got Mm -hmm. the security job It was a lot of people that weren't getting paid from these great government jobs. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing wrong with tapping in, leveraging other multiple strains of income. Um, So we're now on a few episodes doing some, you know, pretty consistent things. But, you know, a lot of the feedback that I get from when we first started is like, wow, like Kaylin doing a podcast (laughs) because a lot of people see me as. This chill person, Mm -hmm. which I am like, I'm always going to be that chill person laid back. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people call me low key. However, I have a lot of things to say. (laughs) And especially in the business world and Instagram is not always the most professional place to get things out, especially Mm -hmm. from your business account. Uh Because sometimes you do want to send some subliminals Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) to
0: some of these competitors out here or whatever but you can't do it so i was like what other well, what's a better way uh-huh to, to be s- able to put some of this out and it's like i
1: gotta say mm-hmm.
0: start a podcast
1: okay <laughs> so that way i say what i want when i want
0: yeah and it's yeah. for my listeners
1: exactly i like it i'm yeah. here for it i mean my podcast is real dry i mean my um instagram is real dry <laughs> if you go to my my personal instagram it's just me, not even just me, because I really don't take photos like that. So like Kayla said, it's literally my kids. That's that's who you will see. on oh, my, my kids, my dog, my husband, maybe a cake because I <laughs> bake every now and again. But that's that's about it. So the idea to uh, the idea of sharing some of this information here is I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm
0: yeah. With it. Yeah. So now that you know just a little bit about why we started, let's dive into, um, you know, our first topic at hand today. So, as you all know now, we both, Candace and I, uh, we both have families. We both work nine to fives. Mm-hmm. We both have businesses. Mm-hmm. Living the life, uh, some Living people may dream. say. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it can be very stressful at times. It can be. So, I like to know, Candace, mm-hmm. how do you navigate that? Like, just managing everything.
1: Have you... There's this meme... Um, where it's Cruella DeVille and it's like the part of the Dalmatians movie where she's driving the car. Her eyes are crazy, hair's blowing <laughs> in the wind. And it was like me trying to balance work, my family, my kids, my side uh-huh. business. That's that's what I'm that's me. So um, navigate. I don't know if that's a word I would use, <laughs> um, but it really. So. If you have a, if you're trying to stream chase and you have a nine to five and you do have a family, um, it's really all going to come down to communication and partnership, Mm right? Right. So I'm here recording mm-hmm. a podcast at our wonderful podcast studio, which means I'm not at home.
0: And in the had, evening.
1: In the evening, because this is a weekday that I'm just going to let y'all in today. is a weekday that we're <laughs> recording this. So I'm here in the evening, which means I'm not at home. I have a three-month-old baby. So my husband is on daddy duty. You know what I mean? But we have to help each other out in that regard. So that that means that I had to uh, slow cooker a dinner so that he could note so that he could navigate the baby, the seven-year-old. We have a 15 year old like navigate all of those so he don't have to do dinner then that's what we got to do so we have a big old calendar we use it Mm -hmm. it is important i've heard you
0: refer to it yes
1: it is important so that we can mark down things so my husband likes to play golf so on the calendar this is a golf day so i have to respect his boundaries and then for me it might mean that you know sometimes at night um as caitlin referred to earlier if you could have a partner in a in life but also in business it makes things easier my um My side business, my stationary business, I don't have a partner in it. So it's just me all by myself. So when wedding season comes and the orders are hitting, I have to use our calendar to be like, okay, so I'm going to be up late on this night and this night and this Mm -hmm. night because I got to get stuff done. You know what I mean? So it takes a lot of scheduling, but more than anything, a lot of communication. And it also takes having a partner who respects your hustle. Um, That's really, really important because if they don't then it all feels extraneous. It feels like an extra strain on the marriage. It feels like, you know, it just feels extra. And it's like, you got a nine to five. Why I don't oh, even yeah. see you? Or why is this? Where is that? So you need to have a partner who understands the hustle. Now, I know mm-hmm. that you understand the hustle. Yes. And I know that your wife understands the hustle because you are doing something that I probably wouldn't do, which is that you have a business that you're running out of your house.
0: Yes. Tell me about yes. it. So, like you said, so we have a business that's being ran out of our house. Mm -hmm. Uh, First, let me just say, we're very blessed to be able to have a space that we're able to run that business out of our house. And uh, I'm not going to dive too much into it. I'm going to let uh, my wife be a guest one day. You know, one one day you all will hear her great story about uh, Go Stretch. But just balancing some of that you're right we run this business out of our home which was not the intended plan okay it was just like you know maybe a one to three month thing okay but then COVID hit um Um, but the challenge in that is like everything is here your personal mm -hmm. your business Mm -hmm. and like you said we're trying to have successful marriages Mm -hmm. successful businesses Mm -hmm. trying to be a great father with the kids (laughs) And then you have um, virtual school, so that, so the kids are home, or mm-hmm. our oldest is at home. Mm-hmm. So just trying to navigate all of that in itself is a challenge. But something that you hit on, you have to have a strong partner. Mm-hmm. And i just say this for the fellas. I know, you know, when you're younger, it's all about, you know, talking to as many females as you can. Mm-hmm. Doing that, but I just say it's nothing like finding that one
1: because mm-hmm.
0: they gonna hold you down, or they should hold you down.
1: Right? He's earning brownie points today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trying, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But nah, but for real, you gotta, you gotta get that support and vice versa. Right? Um, just like you said, right now Anthony's at home.
1: Yes, he is
0: taking care of the house, holding the house down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, just a small fact, you know, to you all. My wife who has her own full-time business mm-hmm. does our sound production for the podcast. <laughs> so, so you know like I said, your 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 spouse, your partner can make or break some things.
1: That is true. You
0: may come to them with some great ideas. Mm-hmm. And it might be something that you're very passionate in. Mm-hmm. But if they hit you with reality, which is I'm tired, I don't have time to do this, mm-hmm. you don't have time to do this. Mm-hmm then that's a done, that's a done deal.
1: It's funny you say that because, um, so Anthony and I have been married for seven years now. And if I back up to like year two or year three, Um, and my stationary business was popping off. I mean, it was like, Mm. it was getting, especially without having um, a partner by myself, I was staying up till two, three in the morning, trying to get orders out, turn around, going to work the next day. Sometimes I was taking days off work Mm. to try to, um, to try to catch up to orders and stuff like that. And I came to him and I said, listen, this is coming to a part where it's like, it's time. (laughs) I need to either, I need to do something. And I think it's time for me to leave my job. Bro wasn't having it. Okay. He was like so nah (laughs) and i was and it was it it took a while like we had to have a sit down conversation like Like, literally like i'm leaving this like i need to leave this job so i'm (laughs) sitting here like this he's sitting in front of me and we literally had to like talk it out okay so what does it mean to leave your job what kind of money are we leaving on the table what kind of income do we think we're getting through this um this side gig that you want to make your main gig what does it mean for like Daycare. What does it mean for like we had to literally talk through every portion of our lives. And that can be stressful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you two aren't coming from the same um, situation. And what I had to understand about him was the way he grew up. There was a point in his life when he was growing up where his mom quit and came home. Mm. And it was hard on the family, like financially. And he was trying to avoid everything like going back there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. me saying this was triggering him in that way. And so we had to talk now let's turn into the relationship show. That's not what it's <laughs> supposed to be about. We not Derek Jackson over here. So, um, but we had to talk through that and, mm-hmm. and we made a financial decision that instead of, um, me leaving my job because we were trying to move houses eventually that maybe the best thing to do was to hire someone mm. and try to work through that way which meant you might not bring bringing in as much income because now you got to pay somebody yeah right but it'll help you because you have more you'll have more than two hands mm-hmm. so but to that point Sometimes your partner is not going to be down for the idea that you bring them. That does not make them not a good partner, but you have to be able to talk through the ins and the outs. And it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It, is, it was not because I was like, he ain't down for my dreams. <laughs> he not supporting me. And I just felt like, I mean, it, for me, it felt very easy. Like duh. And we had only, like I said, we'd only been married for like two years at that point. So Like, when I think about it, I know me, because I've been with me this whole time. You know, I've been me for 30-some odd Mm -hmm. years. I know that I'm not going to let this family go down in flames. He is still getting to know me. Like, Mm -hmm. we dated, we're married, but still, what's that, four years all together at that point? Yeah. He don't know you like that. And, like, what if you mess this up? And what if you really just dive off and it doesn't work out? What does that mean? So, anyway, it worked out the way that it's supposed to work out. And we here now, so.
0: No, that's the whole thing, um, because... I have a friend who I used to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, she got married at one point, um, like mid-20s, like yeah. 25, or 27 or so. And she actually got a divorce. Oh. Um, she's very goal-driven, mm-hmm. ambitious. And I asked her, you know, you know, without getting too deep in her business, but she's very open. Mm-hmm. But I asked her, like, so what happened on the first marriage? Mm-hmm. Her answer was, I had to get a divorce because he didn't believe in the dreams mm. or my, my my business goals. Mm. And I felt like he was holding me back. Wow. And the lady today like she's crushing it. Yeah, I yeah, it. I she's, it. I know it. She's she's on another level. She's
1: remarried. Okay. Um the whole nut. Yeah. But but it's like you got to have that support. You do. And it's important to talk about that up front. Like, I think that Anthony knew looking at me that I was driven. I don't think either one of us found knew that I was going to be in a place where I wanted to walk off the job. So that was new. Mm -hmm. And I took I don't want to say I took the L. I want to say, you know, in marriage, there are concessions. I conceded that time and said, okay. I won't leave the job. We'll do this. But I will say that the the side hustle has supplemented our income from that time forward. He wasn't wrong about mm-hmm. what he said. Like when I look at where we are now, he wasn't wrong. Now, when I'm ready to walk this time, mm-hmm. it's time for his time to concede.
0: Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah, because when it's time, it's time. When it's
1: time, it's time. Yeah. You got to take it when it pops. And so, you know, it pops at different times.
0: Yeah. Nah, I feel you. And I, I just wish you much, uh, you know success early congrats, cuz i know it's going to happen for oh, you. Thank
1: you. And just just listening that. to
0: you i think you're uh missing out on a potential income stream cuz it sounds like you can be a relationship coach.
1: You know. I'm gonna think about <laughs> it. Might,
0: might have to add that to your uh <laughs> to your you said dry to my to Instagram my Instagram bio.
1: <laughs> I was asked i asked my husband actually at one point if he would do that. We sat down and we did a video um Man, it had to be every bit of six years ago now where we talked about um, the way our family structure with income is set up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what made us do it, but we like sat at the kitchen table and just talked about he was interested in talking to men about women who make more money mm. than like being with a partner who makes more money than you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sat and we talked because that's, that's where we were at the time. And we got such a big response, but he's so shy. Like, if you know him... But he don't seem shy. Yeah, I know. If you know him, he'll talk to you forever. Like, don't... My husband will talk your head off if he know you. But if he doesn't, he don't really have that much to say. So, like, the idea of all these people, I think, was too much for him. But I'm going a, I'm to a think about it because as a stream chaser, additional streams may right yeah, come. and since Derrick Jackson about to be out of business, maybe, maybe that's for we'll me. Slide in, <laughs> Just slide, slide in. it on in slide there because I in. think he about to be out of business. But anyway, so... But yeah, so so
0: just kind of, uh, I'd like to touch on something that you kind of mentioned, just okay. the whole discrepancy about, uh, you know, price and um, income between men, you know, a man uh-huh. and a woman. What's your thoughts on um, how we have so many black female entrepreneurs on the rise? You might be a black sports agent, okay. female sports agent. Okay. You don't see too many of those. No, not at all. But you may have a awesome clientele already just mm-hmm. from previous connections. Me, I might be the same job. Mm-hmm. And we're both targeting a potential client. Mm-hmm. Who do you think, realistically, that person, that client, that young football player is going to go with? Most of the time, they're going to choose that man. Oh, yeah. Just because they might feel he knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. He's familiar with my sport. He
1: might not know nothing.
0: Might not know nothing because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who don't know nothing, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to sports. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's just an example. But what, but like, how do you feel about that? This whole women and men be on the same playing field. However, you know, you see the man often getting bumped up in all
1: facets. It's a real thing. Um, You know, it's interesting. I'm not surprised by the statistic that says black women Um, are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs because black women are also uh, the largest group of college educated folks Mm. um, across the United States so to think that they are not settling for what's at the 9 to 5 and deciding to either open their own businesses um, instead of going to a 9 to 5 or in partnership with their nine to five does not surprise me. So I'm not mm-hmm. surprised by that statistic. And and I had a, um, a friend who used to say, we are here local to the uh, Washington DC area. And mm-hmm. there is a lounge, a club called the park here. And uh, he used to say the park happy hour was nothing but black women entrepreneurs. Like he was <laughs> like, that's what, that's all it is. Like literally. So anyway. Um.
0: So fellas, when COVID <laughs> is over, like I said, you need to get you one.
1: Exactly. The in park. <laughs> <laughs> um So, Uh, So I'm not surprised by the statistic, Um, but it is disheartening that women in general and definitely black women are always cast at a lower tier Mm -hmm. than men um, when it comes to a plethora of things like in my nine to five. Right. So my nine to five um, career field is the field itself. So from entry level all the way through management, I would say it's 80% women. Mm. But the managerial portion of it, so when you ascend to start talking about managers and stuff, it's 80% men. Now how is a field that's 80% women Mm -hmm. being managed by 80% men? Like how does that happen? Mm, And it happens because we get this weird bump between us. I am fortunate to say um, that I don't think that that's been my portion in life, but I see it all the time. I think it has everything to do with how women, um, It you know, when Kim was here, mm-hmm. she talked about how you have to stand in your power mm-hmm. and demand what it is that you want. Women are taught from a very young age to kind of like be a little docile mm-hmm. and accepting of what comes your way rather than like standing in full power and say, no, no, no. I don't like what you've given me. I need more, right? Because um, we
0: see that, or society sees when the young girl does that, that they're a bully.
1: Yes, that they're because a bully. That's not bossy And it's not ladylike. Well, what does that even mean? It's not ladylike. You know what I mean? But that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you learn those things, you know, even subconsciously you learn them and that follows you throughout your life. And so here you are. My dad told me something one time. He said, you know, if a job, um, if a job description, so you're on Indeed.com and a job description, has 10 things that you need to qualify for a job. A man will apply for that job even if he only qualifies for 3 of those things on the list. I he won't it. shoot his sh-
0: <laughs> I do it all the time. I'm like, "Oh, I know I know Excel." That's, That's me.
1: Apply. <laughs> but I'll miss out things. on
0: all the other 10.
1: Exactly. And women, we won't do it until we meet 9 out of those 10. Mm. Nine out of 10, even where I am today in my career, I still find myself looking at things like, ugh, I don't know because that one thing that they said doesn't really meet. And we talk ourselves out of that all the time. So part of uh, women being sometimes held to that second tier, is our own doing right because here we are kaylin is telling you when 30 percent work for him he like apply mm-hmm. when it's night i'm here at 70 like i don't know so we have to stop doubting ourselves in that way but then we also have to stop putting it on our daughters
0: mm-hmm. and our nieces
1: and our sisters and our friends um and don't cast that doubt on them and let them shine in all their greatness like mm-hmm. you know be great it's it's a weird it's a weird concept but i i definitely know it i mean even at work today i'm a deputy chief at my organization Knowing full well I should be a chief. Mm -hmm. Full well. But I'm not because when the position opened, I was like, yeah, "Mm, I don't know. And then I see a man. Mm -hmm. I've been at this organization for three years. I've seen this man ascend from like manager to deputy chief to chief. When I tell you Mm -hmm. he knows nothing. I mean that the man knows nothing (laughs) and it's just like, it's astounding to me, but women, you know, we need that extra like layer of confidence to like blanket us for us to know. So, you know, it's unfortunate um, it does follow us into small business, too, mm-hmm. um, where you feel like, you know, ooh, you know, your customers start to, you know, interpret it. But I think so. It's an individual thing. Like every individual is responsible for how they navigate that. But it's also a societal effort. Like we yeah. have to we have to know that our women are as capable of delivering results as men are.
0: No, I agree. I agree. And. Like, like you said, women often feel like they need to be equipped with everything. The whole thing. Like the whole Now, Like you said, they need to meet everything that's on paper and the intangibles. Come on. Um, but some, this guy at my job, he always says, a manager only needs to know how to lead the people. Man. <laughs> and that's something that, again, a woman has every bit of the power to be able to do that because yeah. often they're they're great managers uh-huh. however the guy like you said they'll only they'll only see three bullets that apply to them Shh. and you know the other seven is like oh well, whatever but i know that i know how to manage yeah. or i can lead people so i'm gonna apply for this job yeah. we both have young daughters we do um so you know just how we're raising them to be strong women yeah um to show them entrepreneurship if, if that's something that they want to do, to do right you know um or whether it's their first job like hey go and be equipped yeah. with your knowledge like don't just take anything but it starts at such a young age to equip them with this knowledge
1: it's crazy that that guy on your job said uh you only need to be a great like lead people because in an, in a sense he's right right in mm-hmm. a sense The people are doing the work, you need to lead them in a way that would have them be more efficient, more productive, whatever. Like that's Mm -hmm. your job as a manager. I would never, like this is me sitting in myself today, knowing what I do for a living, knowing that I've been managing people for at this point, like seven years, whatever. When I tell you part of the reason I did not apply for that chief job is because it was over three divisions. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I knew the work of one division, obviously, because I'm in that division, Mm -hmm. but the other two divisions, I just wasn't that, I didn't feel that sure about, right? But I only need to lead those people. Mm -hmm. But I didn't apply for that job simply because I was like, I don't know all of that. Mm. I know that that's crazy. Right. I know that that's crazy as I say it. And I know what he said is true, Uh but it's still like mind boggling. Like you mean to tell me that I just need to lead these people (laughs) and I don't have to have been an accountant, a finance person did like because all like it, it was just it's a lot. And then, of course, the person who came in didn't know nothing and still don't know nothing. And what she does, because it is a woman, but what she does is lead people. Mm -hmm. That's it.
0: No, I got another gem for you. Okay. And I got it from the same guy. Maybe one day we'll have him on the show. He's always talking about the show. So I'm sure, you know, he's he's going to appreciate this little uh, upcoming quote. Uh huh. But he also shared with me Jeff Bezos. We all know um, how he just stepped down mm-hmm. um, as CEO of Amazon. Right. But, you know, that's the the richest company. Right. He came out and said a an owner or a CEO of a million-dollar company uh-huh. or a billion-dollar company only has to make three good decisions all year. And that's it. Meanwhile, all the workers, all the other sub-level managers – are stressing day in and day out about decision after decision after decision. That's crazy. He goes with the mindset. I only need three good decisions all year. And I'll let everybody else do their thing.
1: And this is why CEOs are predominantly white and male, because that (laughs) mindset, that thought, like, I can't even. There was a job posting not long ago. um, It's probably still open for um, the agency director for DC lottery. And I read mm-hmm. through the position description. And I was like, oh, I can do this. Like everything about that job positions that you could probably do this. And, mm-hmm. and here we go with the word probably, but you could do this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I didn't apply for it because there was a line in it that was like, you need to have, um, experience with, Um, D.C. Lottery or other lotteries, (laughs) you know, M.D. Lottery, V.A. Lottery. Everything else, there were 10 bullets. Everything else I met, but I don't have specific experience with lottery, right? So I was like, oh, well, cast that off to the side. But then I got to thinking about it. It was like, you know, CEOs jump from company to company to company. You might have been the CEO at Pepsi. Now you're the CEO at Ford. Now you're the CEO. What is the chance that the person who is the CEO at Pepsi knows anything about what's going over at Ford, but they're going to bring her or him over there because they know how to lead people and that's what it's about and so women have to get you have to step around this fear that you have to have all 10 bullet points so tonight i'm going home and apply for the job so
0: there we go there <laughs> oh, yeah. it is yeah you gotta shoot your shot uh, i do it all the time like i've seen on department of transportation uh-huh they they ask the question what background experience do you have working with the railroads <laughs> Like, I don't have no experience with the railroads, but I know how to do project management. So I'm going to apply.
1: OK, So,
0: but that that's the approach you got to have.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to shore myself up with some of that Kalen juice. I don't I don't uh, let me tell you, sis is I just I struggle. I do. But I'm I'm a, I'm going to be better.
0: But I'm let me be caveat that. Like, I don't be getting no responses either. So.
1: Let's <laughs> see. Do you change your resume every time you apply? No. And that's why. See, no. I firmly believe that every resume, and this is a gem for you, for you and for you, um, every resume has to be tweaked to the job that you apply for.
0: I'm not doing it (laughs) because the time that it's taken me to go in Word, update a sentence or two, Uh make sure the formatting is good, Uh then save the PDF to make it look nice, Uh upload it. Like, I'm not doing all that. Like, if I can't get in (laughs) off the standard resume... It's not meant for me,
1: and and that's an okay way to think about <laughs> it. It is, but I promise you, if you so, if you are truly job hunting, because Caitlin has a job and he just be out yeah, just so shooting your shot. So don't listen to me. <laughs> if you if you have a job and you just shooting your shot, that is okay advice. But if you are in need of a job and you're like desperately looking for a job. I promise you read the position description and tweak your resume just like maybe your opening last job and maybe your opening sentences or whatever you got up there. But just tweak it a little bit to reflect a little bit more of the flavor of the culture and the PD that you're after the position description you're after and you'll get results every time. I never not get a call back, Mm. but I only but because that takes so much work, I only apply for select jobs like I'm very selective about what I apply for. If you
0: look at my inbox, I, I apply like 63 jobs
1: <laughs> over three
0: months. Because it's just literally upload resume, submit. I can't do it. Like, And then if they ask me, so it might be like, can you please explain yeah. how you did, how, how you're an expert at this? Uh-huh. I might answer the first one. Uh huh. I might answer the second one. Once it get to the third, and I scroll, start scrolling. Uh
1: huh. It's like, oh, you
0: want me to do this eight more times? Yeah. I'm out. Okay. All right. <laughs> X. Got it. <laughs>
1: he said, "Easy apply." He want that ND, easy apply. Yeah. Click.
0: No, no, that's what I look for. Okay. When when I was in the job market. Yeah.
1: So all right. I'm not, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm not <laughs> mad. It's it's a way for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: kind of switching topics here. I want to get back into some of the the, the business stuff, mm-hmm. um, because this is something that's real big in our community. Okay. Um, we see a lot of successful entrepreneurs mm-hmm. um, that have good products, good services, right in our own backyard here in PG County. Right. However, there is a stigma about black businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, are they legit? Mm-hmm. Are they authentic? Mm-hmm. Um, can they really be trusted? You know the whole nine. Okay. What's your thoughts, or or why do you think, first of all, black business owners get it so bad from black consumers? Because oftentimes we'll go to fast food restaurants or other white establishments. Mm-hmm. They may mess up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: treat you bad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, terrible customer service. Mm-hmm. However, I'm back in Nordstrom's. Mm-hmm. I'm back at Macy's every yes. every other week. I'm I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. Still giving them two three hundred dollars, right? But I'm getting treated bad, right? But the first time, Susie Ann's mm-hmm. does it. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go on Instagram and bash (laughs) you and then tell my friends not to go to you. Yeah. And now that's, you've now tore down a black company. Yeah. However, they may have just had a bad moment, a Mm -hmm. bad day, Mm -hmm. um, may have overlooked, you know, an email or something. Mm -hmm. It wasn't intentional. Right. But why do you think we're so short? You know, that's
1: a, it's a good question. I mean, I think it's twofold. I think. One side of it is, you know, you're taught as a black person, you gotta be 10 times better all the time. Mm -hmm. Like in order to get anywhere in life, you gotta be 10 times better, 10 times better on the job, 10 times better everywhere. And so I think we have that same expectation of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like when I walk into this black establishment, it better be 10 times better. Like Mm -hmm. it's gotta be right. So I think we have to like, let that go. Mm -hmm. That's first and foremost. Um, But You know, I think that we generally are more forgiving. We not just black people, but people period are more forgiving with these big brands uh, because we feel like, well, you know, Ronald McDonald can't possibly know every employee at every McDonald's and mm-hmm. it wasn't McDonald's, the corporation. It, it was, was just that, that person, person. Right. And that person might not be here the next time I roll through or whatever the case may be. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't give the same grace and benefit to smaller businesses who most likely the next time you run through Susie Ann's, she's still going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so some of it has to do with the fact that this is not a it's not that we don't respect the black business it's we don't respect the small business, mm. right? It's a small mom and pop yeah. shop that we don't respect. Whereas we respect the corporation. Now why that is, mm-hmm. I cannot tell you because these corporations don't care. Nothing about you. Okay. Mm-mm. Nothing about you or really your dollar. You can be mad. And guess what? They still won't be here. So what? I yeah,
0: just like the H and M like uh, <coughs> a few Say. years ago and, and Gucci
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and I'm sure it's other, other brands yes. out there, but when they had, um, what was it like the little the, the, little black, the, the boy black boy wearing that
1: monkey shirt yeah yeah yes. the whole
0: monkey thing uh-huh. and then you know they try to come up and and fix it you know mm-hmm. apologize or whatever mm-hmm. but again they only doing that for the look for the look for right but now they really don't care not one time about us because one they getting that international money yep already from from paris mm-hmm. you know and, and all that but then we're still going you still it's like go? well you know it's like well H&M be having those sales so I'm going to this day party so I'm I I'ma just look past it this one time uh-huh exactly. or I've been wanting that Gucci belt so yeah exactly it's on
1: sale today so I'm gonna get it because yeah. we had canceled Gucci at one point and we right back at Gucci yeah so I don't you know yeah um you know it's just it's a thing that we do I, and it's, it's unfortunate because I mean given the opportunity a lot of small businesses will become very large businesses, you know, but you have to give them the opportunity. They need the growth and the space to, to make the same kind of mistakes that large organizations do. But on the flip side of that small businesses, Mm -hmm. you got to put your best foot forward. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to. And, and that's not to say that you have control over every employee and every mistake. You will make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. I'm seven years in the game and I still make mistakes. So, you know, it is what it is, but, you still have to put your best foot forward. So don't be out here with your janky website. Mm-hmm. Don't be out here with your business cards that say taxes, hair and catering all the same time. <laughs> you can do all three of those things. Get three separate business cards. Okay. Use them as the occasion calls for mm-hmm. like put your best foot forward and think about if you were in your shoes, would you want to buy from this person? Cause I promise you all of those things matter. Like I, as a small, as, as a consumer, when I go, I go on a website because, you know, somebody referred me to X, Y, Z business and I pull it up. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not
0: mm-hmm. click
1: X. I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not doing this. So or if the website is janky, or if you go to the to the establishment itself and, you know, the furniture mismatched and it's, I, I'm not I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm very bougie about where I spend my dollar. So, you know, you have to also you want the money, but you also have to have the look. You know, when you go in Target, everything is red and white.
0: Yeah, no, I All the employees
1: got on khakis and red shirts. The girl that you hired at the front, you can't allow her to just be out of uniform just because she out of uniform. You have to have the same standards. Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A, everybody say, my pleasure. Mm -hmm. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, so for me, uh, one of the first ways that I um, evaluate a company is if I see good processes Mm -hmm. and systems in place. okay. And it can be for any type of business, mm-hmm. whether you're um, selling shirts, hats, mm-hmm. or um, I mean, I'm not purchasing makeup, but I'm going to just use makeup as an example right? or weave or whatever the case may be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If I come to you and it's like, oh, I got it in my trunk. <laughs> uh, just cash at me. Um, Dead. Uh, I don't have no website. Just uh, shoot me a message on Instagram. Yeah. To me.
1: It feels very scam like. Yeah.
0: Now I've lost potential value mm-hmm. in your company. Mm-hmm. And that's where it goes back. Like you said, um, the look. And this is something that I'm big on. And I have another another good friend who's very business savvy. We'll probably have him on the show as well. Um, we often talk about how both of us would leverage each other perfectly. Mm-hmm. Because he's a person that he thinks it and he's after it. Okay. The next day. Okay. Putting the money like he's after it. Me, I'm more reserved Mm -hmm. and I make calculated risk. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, I need to see the whole picture, not just today. Yeah. I need to look what does three to five years look like from now. Right. In this industry. And that's a gift and a curse. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, and it has been times where, my friend, he's, he's booming now. Yeah. He's thriving. Because he made it. He just did like, it. Yeah. He he just jumps and he's, he takes the approach as I'm going to learn on the go. Okay. I'm going to learn on the job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose some money, but I'm going to keep on rolling. Right. Me, I'm trying to alleviate as much risk as possible. Right. Um, but however... Sometimes I'm too late.
1: You miss an opportunity that um, way.
0: And, and, and it most recently happened to me uh, this past summer. Um, like we mentioned earlier on this episode, we're running our business out of our home. Okay. And I was getting ready to... Well, I wanted to pull the trigger on a space Okay. that I thought was perfect. Mm-hmm. But I sat on it for some time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well... Ain't nobody going to look at it. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to look at it. That morning, my wife and I, we talked. We was like, all right, let's just go ahead and call the lady. I called her. She responded and said, oh, I'm so sorry. Somebody's already moved on it. But we... We look at that as a blessing because it was like, all right, it wasn't meant to it be. It wasn't meant
1: for you. But, but still, uh-huh.
0: it was like that was a place that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And had we moved sooner mm-hmm. or, or had I moved on it sooner mm-hmm. versus trying to evaluate every single thing like, well, you might be low this month. Well, mm-hmm. you're coming in winter. Well, that's going to be the slow season. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's a whole nother topic where we're going to get into like the real life of a business entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But yeah, so you know, I'm sitting there evaluating all those things, right. and I ended up losing an opportunity. Right. And it's happened in other times, whether it's mm-hmm. a potential client,
1: yep,
0: um, or or any other opportunities, yeah. Um, so, it, like I said, it can be a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. But that's also, and you hit on something. Why um, I'm so reluctant to just put something out there? Okay, because I have a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. um, you know, business ideas. Um, that I would like to implement and it's easy like yeah if I really wanted to I can go through uh, Maryland State register it become mm-hmm. LLC and I can put it out there Instagram tomorrow and say hey I'm doing this now yeah but to me first impressions are everything they are so I'd rather take the time to put all the all the all the systems in place mm-hmm the nice website mm-hmm. versus a lot of other people be like, and you're doing all that. And you only got no client yet. Yeah. But it's like, I need, I, I'm looking long term. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to ever look at me as janky. He's just an janky. <laughs> oh, he's just another business. Oh, mm-hmm. that's his third business. Yeah. Or whatever. Like when you see me, mm-hmm. you're going to know it's correct. And I'm coming correct. Mm-hmm. Which, what well, we talked about a few weeks ago. hmm which is why I'm charging these prices. Right. What I'm charging you. Right. Because so, I can't. Do so that. all that all that rolls into each other.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: But yeah, it's it's just something like to to really pay attention to. It is. Um, when you want when you are a black small business, but you want people to respect your business. Right.
1: And to that point, I would say that there is a balance. Like there's a balance between um sitting around and not doing anything and daydreaming about what it is that you want to do. So saying, oh, I really want this website and I really want this, like I'm, I'm working on it, I'm working on it, I'm working on it and using Cash App in the meantime and then just relying on Cash App and be like, yeah, no, this just it, right? there, There's a balance that I would never tell someone to put their thing on a back burner. Like if you have a burning desire for a business and you feel like now's the opportunity, I gotta strike while the iron's hot, I need this slash business and I need it now. Or my brother, is doing car detailing. Mm -hmm. So he is detailing cars and whatever and people text him for appointments and they cash app him or they give him cash or whatever. I would never tell him not to do that. But what I would say to you is think about yourself as a consumer and how many more consumers would you have if you have a website where they have auto scheduling on there. Mm -hmm. And this is that and the third. So, while he's getting it busy, getting it hustling, I'm helping him build his website. So don't neglect the things. And then the last point is, I'm not sure why we as black consumers are so uh, quick to, so let's say I do go to Susie Ann's. Mm -hmm. I do have a bad experience with the girl at the front door. Mm -hmm. Um, so it wasn't my whole experience. It was just the girl at the front door. Why we are so quick to put it out on social media? Because that's a whole different thing. Because like, I can have a bad situation at Target or Ross or mm-hmm. wherever I'm at. I'm not necessarily quick to write about it on social media <laughs> about my bad experience at Target right, or Ross. Right. But I'm going to write about Susie Ann's. Right. Because you're going to know. Yeah. I can't, I don't know that I can answer that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, I don't know if they're just seeking attention or.
1: Yeah. Because
0: like something, I am a firm believer and I've seen it on the good and the bad. People love to just tell people what they've done. Okay. Um, Whether it's like, hey, I got my hair did today at this place. Mm hmm. The experience was good. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, I went to this place and experience was bad. Right. People love to just talk mm-hmm. and put everything on Instagram. Man. And that's that's one of the things it's like, I don't need to know everything that you're doing. So that that's one thing or that's one reason why I think people just run to the Internet. Yeah. Because they, they, they want to feel relevant in mm. whatever way makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I'm a, I'm a blast this person.
1: And, you know, I think you get more relevancy like if you blast target nobody's paying attention to you cuz everybody gonna still go to target anyway but if you blast Suzy Q's right or Suzy Anne's mm-hmm. um your local your sphere your sphere of influence is greater because the people that you know locally are more likely to locally have an effect on Suzy Ann's business, right? Whereas the people you know locally are not going to have an effect on Target's business. You could be the most poppinest person in the DMV. Mm-hmm. If you said something about Target, it's still not going to affect Target's business. But if you say something about Suzy Ann's, even if you have a smaller sphere of influence, it could really influence how her yeah. business is uh, moving. And I guess that does have to do with how people uh, feel about relevancy. I mean, reviews are one thing. And I wouldn't say that you have to, just because that's a black business. You had to hide your review, right? Maybe you do want to give a review. I used to say, my cousin and I always talk about how I try every food that come out, every new food Mm. that hit the streets, because I feel like I, I write a column for the Washington post and the people got to know how it was. Okay. And so you can try. And I, so I might give you a review of how this honey chicken sandwich was at Wendy's. Mm -hmm. However, um, there's a way to write your review in such a way that says you had a terrible experience at the front door, but it was just a person, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to the entire experience at Susie Ann's. No, I agree. Was Ann's accused? Hers. It don't
0: matter. <laughs> but just take any type of name that exactly. you want as a small business pop mm-hmm. mom and pop shop. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I, it matters. It does.
0: But yeah, um, I just want to dive back a little bit. Just a quick jump for you all um, who, who are out there doing Cash App. Um, you know, the whole thing I would just give you some advice. Get you a business account.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Cash shop is cool. It's simple. Zelle. I know a lot of people use Zelle now. Uh, it's simple. However, if you have aspirations and dreams to um, do bigger things, right? Like potentially um, purchase a vehicle, um, you know, for 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 your business. Um, getting a brick and mortar. Place for your business Mm -hmm. or or just a business credit card you know anything the bank is going to want to see what's your numbers like and i know a lot of people like to use cash out because it's like oh this is my money the 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 government don't know about it it."
1: ain't gotta know
0: yeah but it's like but when you're ready to make moves feds need to know the bank gonna be like all right so what did you do in 2019 and it's like you didn't bank like you may have killed but your numbers don't show that because the bank you ain't even, you're not even in business, right? It's all personal transactions. So that's just a little gem, like like Candace said. Like, don't let that stop you if you don't have the systems in place. But be on the 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 move and put those plans in place to mm-hmm. grow and be able to get you know those systems, right?
1: And it doesn't take anything to start like a a, a cash app business account. So you know if you have a personal one. Flip it over. There you go. Cash app business. And a quick note that you can scam the system by getting a Google voice number. Because a lot of people say, oh, I have a cash app, a personal cash app, and I don't have another phone. Like I don't have a business phone. So Mm -hmm. like my brother doesn't have a business phone, but he wanted to start a cash app for his business. Google voice. Get a Google voice number. Assign that to your cash app. Same phone. Same everything. So much.
0: So much technology out here to make you look the part.
1: Yes, exactly. And
0: if you got to fake it. Till you make it, then do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm telling you, like, there's a lot of things out there. Like Candace said, is you can have the the phone numbers, mm-hmm. a simple email address mm-hmm. versus Suzy Q's at Gmail versus info at Suzy Q's. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, like those little things can easily be done. Exactly. It d- doesn't take much money, much effort. So just, um, you know, just little gems. I know that was kind of that wasn't really. What we were talking about, but just always want to give you all some advice.
1: Always here to drop a gem.
0: So I, you know, we're, we're getting ready to wrap this up, but I have to know who is this Gary Jackson that mm-hmm. you, uh, mentioned a few times in this episode. Was
1: it a few times? Yeah. Oh, oh. I think
0: you say he's about to take his job.
1: He about to take a L on his job. I'm about to take his job. Um, so he is a relationship advice guru. Now who names you a guru? I don't know, gotcha. but that is what the people have said have said. Okay. Notice this past tense. Yeah. Um. And so he's been around for a number of years. I would say, I don't know, at least eight or so, Mm. Um. giving relationship advice primarily to the women folk. Oh,
0: to the women. To the women folk. So not even to the men.
1: Not to the men. To the women folk. Okay. Um, Different advice about, now sometimes it's advice to women and sometimes it's telling women what their standards should be as far as what they should accept from men because in his view at least the way I see it in his view, in summary, men ain't, so. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I've never, see, it's it's just the strangest thing. Me personally, I don't ascribe, have never subscribed to anything that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I have feelings. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, But, so he is mostly giving advice and giving women folks standards by which they should be dating and having relations and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and telling them to strive for more because men ain't, and make sure you got it all in line because this is that third. Mm-hmm. Uh, he recently cheated on his wife Uh, it has come out in full bloom that he has cheated on his wife
0: so i think i did hear something about that Mm -hmm. um and i think he did like a press conference or or some type of virtual call Mm -hmm. or something with his wife trying to explain the whole situation
1: i don't know how you explain cheating
0: yeah (laughs) i mean either you did it or you didn't do it it's very simple so this guy is, he, he's a big time in the relationship. He is thing. big
1: time in relationships. And to me, it's funny how my brain works. Cause the first thing I thought about was his, his business empire, because mm. he's not just a person. He is a business. Like his name is a brand, right? Mm. He's written books. Gotcha. He does keynote speaking mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff that yeah. comes with being an influencer. And so my, the, my immediate thought was what's going to happen to his business. Yeah. But, you know, something
0: that I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. because we live in a world where we quickly forget, mm-hmm. like just like we were talking about H&M a little while ago in Gucci. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, could the timing work out in his favor because we are still in COVID?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so there's not, you know, like those big. Um, events yeah. you know with thousands of people True. gathered in the arenas mm-hmm. to hear someone speak mm-hmm. you know so let's just say even even best case scenario like arenas and stuff start opening up in october november
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's a good amount of time for people to get amnesia
1: you know and forget that's a good point i'm not gonna say it's not possible i would say he is very polarizing as an individual Mm -hmm. um he's like Charlemagne used to be like either you love him or you hate him and because he's so polarizing i wonder how it's gonna work but you make a good point like people do forget and they do forget Mm -hmm. mighty fast i don't know uh, for me like if he was an athlete and he cheated then i'd be like meh it is what it is right and not just because he's an athlete, but because that had nothing to do with how he made his money. Mm-hmm. But because you make your mo- you violated the ethics of the mm-hmm. very thing that you make your money on. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to work. Because yeah. it feels like a money grab after that. At least yeah. In my, in my, in my opinion. But, you know, the people, they do forget.
0: Yeah. And now they do right. be single.
1: So I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and people are always willing to, uh-huh. to experience. Yes. Or like I, I just want to, I just want to hear what he has to say. But it's the whole thing, like um, B. Simone, yeah. Like, like how how we've talked about before, you mm. know, she was caught plagiarizing yes. and stealing. But like I mentioned to you, I didn't know nothing about a B. Simone, yeah, until I started seeing the headlines. Uh-huh. So what did it make me do? It made me go on Instagram, search her name, yeah. And it's like, okay, so now I see who she is. So now I'm knowledgeable of who she is uh-huh. what she does
1: mm-hmm.
0: how impactful she is mm-hmm. and the whole nut like yep. that, that whole empire
1: you adding views yeah. all of that
0: yeah so now i'm yeah like i said i'm giving her views mm-hmm. and sharing hey you might want to look at b simone yeah. you know so it's like it works in your favor and it's like back in the day um who was it like Eze and nwa you know they mentioned like all like all media is good media
1: yeah I mean, I guess so. And he could even now I'm not giving this as advice, but he could even pivot his empire to be like how to recover after. Like there's a part of relationships where people want to recover after cheating or whatever. So he could even pivot and say, this is how we recovered and take you step by step that way. I'm not giving the advice, but I'm just saying I it's wouldn't possible. be surprised. I would not be surprised either.
0: He going to cash. He going to cash in on that.
1: I, he better.
0: Because I, I saw I heard somebody say uh, before, like sell your pain mm. or whatever. So
1: that's like, interesting.
0: So like people always want to relate, mm. and so like they said, like you know, a lot of people will say like, oh, tell your story or mm-hmm. write a book, but a lot of people will say, like my story isn't that good, like right. I'm not successful, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. But there's thousands of people out there. That are in the same boat as you. So even if you haven't grown mm-hmm. to grow this uh, hundred billion dollar company, right? You're struggling, mm-hmm. but people want to know what did you do? Mm-hmm. Like, tell me about your journey. Like, yeah. all right, you did this, and you're still struggling because that sounds like my life. Yeah, like I'm working the nine to five. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to start this business and mm-hmm. I'm struggling too. Yeah. So I'm not alone. Yeah. And and like I just know and I'm not a woman, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of women deal with this. Yeah. Um. You all have kids. Hmm. Like you like we said jobs businesses, um the the whole not right you know families and everything and it's like sometimes you wonder like am I in this by myself like am I the only one yeah that sees this or so sometimes y'all just want to relate yeah. And when Candace comes out with a book
1: mm-hmm.
0: saying, man, the, the life, the life and struggle <laughs> of being a full time mom, mm-hmm. full time entrepreneur, mm-hmm. the business, I mean, the, the, the job, you mm-hmm. know, trying to handle everything. When someone's walking through Target and sees that cover, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is my life. Right. And they're going to want to relate. But it's the same thing like with the guy. Yeah. It's like somebody always wants to relate and hear the story. Even if
1: it was a failure in your marriage, Uh whatever, somebody wants to relate. That's a good point. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because what that brings up for me is that oftentimes people? It's about how you define success. Oftentimes people um, will ascribe success to like being a multimillionaire or having this, this, that, and other. I say success is having more than you had today or more than you had yesterday, right? So more love in your life than you had yesterday, more faith, more whatever. But in the, in 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 business, right? If you make three hundred dollars a month more this month than you made last month, that's success, right? And mm-hmm. so when you write that book about your pain, it might not be a number one New York Times bestseller, mm-hmm. but the person who's on number 25 on that list still makes money. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that people I think forget is like, yes, you wrote the book and yes, only 6,000 people read the book, but what kind of income did that bring you? And next time you write a book, 10,000 people will write it. And next time it'll be 20,000 people Mm that are reading. And so you just have to keep going and success. There's a whole plane of success between zero and a million, right? There's Mm -hmm. just all different types of levels and it all, it all matters.
0: Yeah. Nah, you're right. So, James, Derek, nope, what's his name?
1: Nope, Derek Jackson.
0: Derek <laughs> Jackson. See, I got your name all wrong. I feel sorry for you, but I already know you're about to continue to eat. Because uh-huh. Candace already laid out the new business plan for you. I gave you the you. plan,
1: sir. Follow the plan.
0: So, make sure you pay us. <laughs> if <laughs> exactly. you ever hit us
1: Royalties, I'd appreciate them. Yes. Thank you.
0: Yes, so... I know we did things a little different mm-hmm. today. We did. But you might get some of this. You know, sometimes it's just good to step away from the normal uh, schedule program. Yes. And just, uh, you know, give you some thoughts about things that's going on in the the everyday you know, things of business,
1: what's going on in the world. Agreed. And we dropped a few good hints for you along the way. A few good gems, if you will, about how to, you know, just stay on the hustle, but keep your mind. This this episode, I feel like it's more like a focus episode. So let's think about your mindset and how you do all these things. And we covered a couple things. So, you know, think about those things and how they apply to your life. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.
0: Yeah. Make sure you uh, follow us. Stream Chasers. Yes. That's on Instagram. You can check us out on YouTube at Stream Chasers. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on all the uh, audio iTunes, platforms, yep. everything. Wherever you listen to your podcast, Google, Android, Apple, Apple, we're there. Spotify. Yep. All of those. Make sure you leave us a review, rate us, and mm-hmm. subscribe.
1: Yes. And with that, you, you know just how got paid. Go.
0: You just got paid.